A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Our two semifinals games are in the books. The Storm got up 18-13 over the Roosters with an incredible finish. And the Warriors absolutely... Pump the night. So very, very good viewing. It was actually the two very high quality games or high quality play at least, even though the second game wasn't too close. But uh, yeah, up the wires on that one there. But the Storm here, 18-13. I thought the Roosters were going to get away with it. One thing to note here, guys, is the 19,500. So I actually thought they'd get a few more in at this game. So that's a little bit unfortunate, but there were 100,000 fans at the MCG just down the road. So yeah, that's that there. But the Storm continued to just do their work and just go uh, yeah, go about their business and just dominate uh, year in, year out. So incredible work from them and it ended up being all of the top four made it through to the prelim finals. So this is why it's so important through the year to make sure that you get things right and give yourself a, a chance in, to get into that top four and give yourself that second bite at the cherry because both these teams, the Storm obviously coming off a, a pretty poor loss in that first one against the Bronx, they get another, they got another chance and they took it. And you know, very much the same with the Warriors. You know, they, it could happen if you come fifth, and SJ's injured that game and you're gone, and that's it. Like you have a really, really good season, but it's just not good enough. And uh, yeah, so I think the the way that they put the finals series together, the way that they do the draw. Um, you know, the way that the, the top four gets a second a second chance is, is very, very important, I think. So Storm get Storm get over the roosters in this one and really, really great game from from Tyron Wishart and it really helped them get over the line. Obviously to get that try early on in the game, bit of a show and go. Very, very quick obviously as well. So yes, in such a massive game for him in his career, obviously Storm, very, very important game for them. He he really stepped up and, and did a good job there. And for the Storm to go up 10-0 early, uh, it really showed how, how much resolve these Roosters have here to, to come back and, and end up being up 13-12 and, and have an opportunity to, to win this game if it wasn't for some Cam Munster brilliance at, at the end there. Uh, yeah, just just going to show that they're, that they're an amazing team and they've done an amazing job in this back half of the year. But again, it very much shows with the Roosters, along with the Knights, two teams there that have come home with a wet sail and just haven't been able to get the job done in the end and, you know, win that sort of, you know, in, in the Knights' case, 10, 11 in a row. In the Roosters' case, 
to do a very similar thing as well. Um, you know, in, in that case, to be able to continue to just win and win and win. Um, yeah, so it shows them what they can do basically anyway for both of these squads. So that's it there. Let's get into the numbers a little bit. We had, you know, Nick Meany had a really, really solid game. Obviously, he, he missed uh, a couple of his con- conversions there, got his two penalty goals, um, but really, really solid at the back and, and just shows that he's a, a such a guy that you can rely on week in, week out. And, and a big congratulations to him because, you know, coming over from the Dogs, we weren't sure how his career was going to go. And he'd really really improved uh, from there. So look at the team stats while we're here now. Completion rate up at 80% for the Storm, 75 for the Roosters. And I was saying in the pregame that the Roosters would have to complete somewhere around that 80% mark to be able to get the win over the Storm. They were very, very close, and, and that obviously you know, cost them in the end, gave the Storm a chance to, to get the win. Everything else was fairly similar in this one. Average set distance a little bit up from the Storm and, and play the ball speed a little bit up, a little bit lower for them as well uh, with the types of players that they had and and that was when they when they were able to score tries is when they were able to get that roll on you can see there was just like speed 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 offload from from Eli Katoa which hasn't he just come on leaps and bounds uh, at the moment he's been he's been awesome um, this year yeah since he's since he's come over and we knew he would do and uh, I think he'll go he'll get even better next year and they're going to really need him as well so that was kind of where the storm got over the roosters was that those few quick play the balls and that random offload or two that um, the guys like Ellie could get, as I said there. You're looking at the kick defusals there, where we've got defense, 83% for Storm. So they do come out of the line a bit. They do you know, hit off and, and, and miss a few tackles. So it shows that, again, that doesn't make too much of a difference. And in a very low-scoring game, very defensive from both sides, you know, very different to how things have gone across the whole season anyway. You know, Storm had 26 put on them last week, only 13 this week. Uh, Roosters a little bit decimated in the outside backs, and I think you know, having Manu and these guys would have really helped. But as we said in the pregame, it wasn't going to be a massive difference, I don't think, because the game was going to be won through the middle, and the Roosters did a great job of that. And you saw you know, decent spots from from uh, Mamorowski, from Corey Allen. They all had, had decent games there. And uh, you know, their wingers, obviously, as well, Jackson Barlow there and, um, and, and Bonga, and did a, did a, solid, did a really solid job there to help them out and, and put them in a really solid position. 10 errors each is not crazy. You can see the, as the completion wasn't too bad there. Um, and that's all we really have to say on that front. We'll move into some of the player stats there and, and really just the work from guys like Terrell May. I think he's just coming on leaps and bounds at the moment and he's absolutely going to be a must-have in my fantasy team next year. That's for sure there. You saw the, yeah, the work from the boys in the outside backs. You know, A couple of them there, over 100 meters. Obviously, Teddy, the 230. Uh, the centers there, just doing their job, but defensively were really, really good. Yeah, and that's what and that's what you needed there. They all ran the footy well, some good tackle breaks in there. Um, it's cool to see the average play the ball speed from each player as well. Fletcher Baker absolutely flying. Uh, Wong there, Butcher, Victor Radley, 2.79. So, yeah, some of the players that are, are really, really good at that. Egan Butcher, 5.26. U-beauty, yeah, not so great at all in that one there. Um, yeah, so look at tackles made. It's a 19 for Momorowski for two misses and Corey Allen 21 for two. And that really helped them, as I said. Just uh, just keep Storm out. They had uh, that one try off the offload that Eli Katoa had, and they also scored their second try, uh, their first try down that right side as well with Tyron Wishart. So that was the, the spot to go. But for the most part, they did really, really well. You know, Walker's making 23 for four misses. Not amazing. Lindsay Collins, you see here, six to miss tackles, but a lot of them, um, you're, you're bouncing off and, and similar to that with Radley on that front as well. But as I said, it's going to be Terrell May that we need to look at 
going forward in the uh, in the fantasy world. 84 points in this one. He didn't even play. Like, he played decent minutes of 56, but it wasn't even ridiculous. You can expect somewhere around that 50 going on to the next, um, you know, on to next year for sure. You had Butcher with a massive score as well. Um, and Sammy Walker, I think he'll be there, there or thereabouts. He seems to just very easily get to about that 40 mark. And it's just that can he get to that extra, that extra step? Um, shout out to Brandon Smith for that nice try that he had as well. Very much uh, storm, uh, storm years like the, the way that he, the way that he scored that one. I suppose the last thing I wanted to say on this matchup was obviously the uh, the Sanders Smith effort in that uh, in that second period. In that last twenty minutes was um, was especially good. He did a you know, a cracking job there with um with that with that try that he set up. Obviously for Lindsay Collins, but just to be able to cut through the middle there with a great step. Just shows that in these types of games, when, you, when the guys get very, very tired, that if you come on and and you can play, that you played that last eighteen minutes, and he um, was able to cut through the defense. And and he's someone that I think they need to put a little bit of time into because he, you know, he was really solid at seven. He's played really solid as a fourteen as well. So yeah, I think I just wanted to say I have a big shout out to him. And then obviously the, to finish things off with um, you know Cam Munster, just an incredible kick over. There was a definite last ditch play. I thought that were done. Hey. And um, yeah, he popped that over straight to Warbrick and, and yeah, a terrific catch and had a lot of work to do on the put down as well. And, and he, he managed to do that really, really well. So yeah, big shout out to um, to Warbrick on that amazing, amazing efforts there. As I said, they, they're going to have to probably they're going to have to recruit in the middle. Um, you know, Ellie Katoa is going to be good on that edge. You got Nelson, obviously does his thing with forty three minutes as well. It's just not enough time on the park. You need a, a bigger minute guy. You got Welch there that you know, and he played thirty two minutes in the end. So you got you got King playing massive minutes, doing his job, and you got Liero as a bit of a you know, a battler, obviously. Um, does his thing there. You've got you know, Tarek Sims coming off the Brent's garlic. There's just and Eisenhuth, just not enough big minute guys that can do a, a cracking job for you in the middle. They're missing that you know, as we said, they lost a bunch, they're missing the AFB type, they're missing that tall Harris type that has a little bit of ball play and stuff through the middle as well. Um, which we what which we saw in that second game was incredible. So we'll move to that now. The uh, Warriors forty over the Knights ten, and the Warriors with their crowd, beautiful crowd at home, came out and dominated from the start. And in the Knights era, unfortunately, it was you know Greg Marzu, and he's had a few of them this year, a few games like that where he'd um you know make an error like that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Uh, and then, you know, Warriors go down and score. They also, you know, the Knights and how they try to, you know, make something at about halfway and, and get tackled over the sideline, which is cracking defense. They they marked up, they numbered up, and, uh, yeah, Young didn't catch the ball properly, but got whacked over the sideline. So, 
I think it was um, the first three tries, so the first 12 to 13 minutes that the Knights had a zero completion rate. So they'd had two sets and, and uh, failed to complete both of them with two errors. So that uh, obviously put them on the back foot, being down 16-0. And they definitely got back into this match with with Mazu's uh, try, the, the token left side um, raid there, Ponga, best Mazu, which is, uh, yeah, it said very, very normal there. They, they did well with that. They scored straight after halftime as well, a really, really good try to get them to 16-10 before the Warriors just absolutely went away with it um, and dominated there. And some solid um, converting from Pompey. He missed a fairly easy one and that second, first try, in the first try there on the right-hand side to Chance and... Uh, yeah, and then it, um, yeah, he really improved from there. So congrats to him. Absolutely doing his job um, when he needs to. So you look at possession, obviously they scored too many points. So yeah, plenty more time in possession, but completion rate was up at 82%. So 82% and having an attacking flair like that, amazing work. 78% for the night. So really it's just the start that cooked them and really put them behind the eight ball. And they were trying to catch their tail from there. They did so much defensive work in that first 15 minutes that... Um, definitely took it out of them and yeah they didn't have an answer to to the Warriors juggernaut they played incredible yeah plenty of runs yeah over the top there um bit of play the ball speed as well only the four offloads so they didn't even eat it through that it was just great play um we'll speak about that in a second there and then the, the defensive efficiency very 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 high so 89% didn't allow the Knights to get their tackle breaks which is what their outside backs love to do um and then offload from there so I think that was really important for them that when the Knights did get an opportunity, they they very rarely got a, a chance to in open play, um, and they and they really marked up defensively. So four hundred nine tackles is so many, um, and just shows obviously the possession by the end really went to the Warriors, but um, it was like that the whole game, and they just had to tackle and tackle and uh, end up missing plenty in that. But only nine errors. Yes, they had the ball less, but ten to nine is is very very uh, very very solid in that front as well. Let's just talk about some of the play from the Warriors, and it's just so direct. Like, you've got Wade Egan either getting into the line or, or digging in a step out of dummy half, getting the ball out in front. And that's been his biggest thing all year, is just getting the ball out in front to some of these, um, yeah, some of these incredible ball players. And, and, you know, Johnson was incredible in this one. Thankfully, he got through unscathed as well, but just squaring up the line every time. Even if he's not moving fast, he's always turning his body straight towards the defense. So he'll, he'll go sideways and then he'll just turn his body into the defense. He'll engage one player and then send it out the back. And, and the way that they spread down that right-hand side is just a, it's just a, it's just magic, actually, how that works. And uh, 297 meters for Chance, obviously a try in there as well, getting some, um, yeah, getting a couple of tries out to, to Dallin as well. So 68 points for, for Chance on that front. And Dylan Lucas, another 62, obviously with the try for him. Um, like as I said, he's going to be one of those must-haves, I think, next year if he gets that spot as well. It would just be very easily a 40 player and then can go up to 50 and 60 um, in games where there's big tackles or he can score a try or something like that. But um, yeah, the way they played to that right-hand side, you've got Tamari Martin who kind of, um, he chimed in a couple of times on the right-hand side as well. And, and Johnson's going from, from right to left fairly comfortably as well. So they end up getting a try for Rocco Berry near the end as well. So yeah, it was Dallin, Chans and Rocco down that right-hand side. He had Pompey, um, kicking his goals with six goals there. Marcelo on the left um, got a nice try as well. So yeah, they have the have the odd one down that left hand side, and then just just on the left hand side of the ruck there, Adam Fanua Blake. That step that he put on was absolutely incredible. And the and the big thing you need to look at here is it's just the, the fact that he didn't have to play too many minutes. He played close to thirty, I believe, in the first stint, and then uh, came back on at the end, and they and they threw him off in the last few minutes as well. Um, to, you know, to get him to, on, only on for forty two minutes, he is going to absolutely relish that next week. And I know how important he is going to be 
next week. The only one that I thought they should have taken off at least with 10 minutes to go was that of Tohu Harrison. And the reason he played 80 minutes, I don't know. Obviously, yeah, being captain and just wanting to be out there and maybe enjoy it, I'm not sure, but he shouldn't have played the 80, in, in my opinion. They did really, really well with Adam Fanua Blake getting in 42 minutes. Obviously, Wade Egan as well, 67. Barnett played the 49. Um, yeah, Ford was out there for the full 80. So, yeah, there's a few interesting ones there. On that front, Jazz Devanga still getting him limited minutes at this point. Um, and just really good play from Dylan Walker as well. So excited for, for him. He really deserved that try as well. And, and just, just seeing the opportunities, and they just go for it at the moment. They're going at a, a very... It looks like they they do have a lot of time, but they're going at a very high speed. So they're just doing things exactly how, how you want to be doing things at the moment. And uh, I give them I give them a chance for next week. And we spoke about sort of yeah the home ground advantage being the big thing at the moment because the Warriors weren't playing very well, but they got back to some of their best best footy, and that's exactly what we need coming into next week against the Broncos. So it's going to be um, obviously Panthers up against the Storm, and Warriors up against the Broncos. And going to be two cracking matchups there, that's for sure. And uh, I definitely can't can't wait for that. And then the good thing is that the Warriors are playing well at this. Uh, yeah, finally, at this point of the season, they had sort of four to six weeks there where they could they were struggling to beat, um, you know, the, the the lesser teams, and I'm not sure if that was just a you know a clunkiness thing or if that was oh we know we're likely going to win these games and and we're probably in the four, uh, but yeah, this is a really really big one and gives them a chance next week up against the Broncos and the Knights there. It just didn't um yeah just nothing nothing eventuated for them. They had one good play as I said in the first half and then one at the start of the second half and just other than that things just didn't work out and they had. Guys that were really trying, they were really working hard. You saw Frizzell just really trying to just bash people and, and be down there first in, in kick chase and, and do everything he could. Like Elliot played the big minutes to 67. I just felt off the bench as well. They just didn't have that punch. You had you know Croker and Hetherington doing their thing, but you had Jones and, and Kurt Mann playing low minutes. Kurt Mann got the, um, the, the head injury, unfortunately. Whacked himself into the pad, I believe, um, when, when Walker scored that try. They just didn't have enough. Um, defensively, obviously, the... Um, just to start, I think you know, a lot of time that the start of games can, can really break you and obviously you're good to gas them as well. So they were down on the scoreboard and then they got gassed and they just didn't have enough to come back when the Warriors were on a roll, had their home fans. And it was just it just became too much for a team that hasn't had a lot of finals experience, obviously. And I think that was that was that became very apparent in this matchup there that they just haven't they just weren't ready um, for the after ha- after having the ninety minute effort last week as well to come here and be down sixteen nil and tackling their asses off, uh, I-, I think it just became a little bit too much for a team that doesn't have that that finals resolve, and uh, they'll be better for next year. I-, I am looking forward to to them next year. Uh, they they're really going to be a-, a team to to be reckoned with. Their outside backs are obviously incredible. They didn't get much of a chance in this game to to really show themselves. As I said, they let themselves down with the errors at the start. Um, and then, yeah, defensively weren't uh, weren't able to keep the Warriors out. A really, really good team. They've been great, pretty great defensively over that last three months. But um, yeah, it just wasn't enough at the end of the season. And and uh, yeah, a very amazing season overall. I'm very glad that they got to have their their home get their home fans a win last week. And I'm very glad that the Warriors fans um, got to experience a, a finals win, a home finals win, first time um, since 2008. So yeah, very excited for them. I wish them all the best of luck into next week, and we'll get into the preview during the rest of the week. See you guys.